0: Thanks for joining us today on the nateholdridge.com podcast. Hey, as some of you may already know, especially those of you who attend Calvary Monterey on a regular basis, um, our pastoral team here recently sent out one of our pastors, Pastor Jeff Buck, on a two-month sabbatical. And during that time, Pastor Jeff and his wife Denise learned some beautiful truths when it comes to work and play and rest. And so in this conversation... Pastor Nace is just going to reflect on some of those lessons and truths that Pastor Jeff shared with him after his sabbatical. So hopefully this is encouraging to you. And again, thanks for tuning in. Enjoy the episode. I know that this article isn't necessarily about you and a sabbatical experience that you had. This is about uh, one of our pastors here at the church, Pastor Jeff and his wife, Denise. But I thought that we could talk about this article and kind of reflect Make on... Make no mistake, some someday things. it will be about me. I got to ask about that, man. <laughs> when, when, when is your sabbatical taking place? When are you? When, when's it happening? Wink, I, wink. I have no idea, man, but
1: I do know, yeah, I mean, in the educational world, you know, when you're... Think of like uh, college professors, you know, and people like that Mm -hmm. that are constantly engaged in study and thought and teaching. If you think about it, if you think about that role, there's a break for a lot of them each year, at least a couple of times, maybe not from work, but from the mind work Mm -hmm. a little bit. And then sometimes there'll be a sabbatical, sometimes for rest from the mind, but then also times of being able to do research. So yeah, sorry for interrupting (laughs) you, but I definitely, at times, you know, when you're doing a lot of thinking or studying or teaching and seasons like that, you can feel it, you know, like a, just a sense where, you know, man, it would be nice to take a break from the thinking Mm -hmm. for a little while and from the teaching for a little while. I used to never think that I would would want to do that, (laughs) you know, when I first started uh, pastoral work and got the opportunities to teach the Bible. It is still, hands down, my favorite thing about the pastoral ministry, you know, sharing the Word of God. Uh, But as time has gone on, I can understand how there would be good uh, health and seasons, uh, let me rephrase that, that it would be beneficial from time to time. To be able to yeah, take yeah. a break that mm-hmm. for a more extended time and to let your mind kind of reset and rejuvenate yeah
0: that's what i was going to ask so for pastor jeff's sabbatical i mean i know that the, the pastoral team gifted this to pastor jeff i don't know if you would say exactly like that but what was the purpose for jeff going out was it for that rest or for anything in particular
1: yeah for him it was a combination of rest and reward mm. you know so like I mentioned, there are some sabbaticals, it seems like, and this is a funny thing for us to be talking about because in the Calvary Chapel world, mm-hmm. I don't know that sabbaticals are that huge of a thing. Or yeah. if people do them, they're kind of like secret. You know, there's <laughs> a little bit of this like mentality, I think, that has flowed with a lot of Calvary guys that, you know, we need to be like workaholics almost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but from what I've gathered, it seems like you've got sabbaticals where you're um, working on something, but nothing else. You know, so maybe like mm. you take six months to go write a book or something like that. Uh, shorter or longer, depending on what yeah. kind of piece you're putting together and how intense it is. Like I was looking the other day at Norman Geisler's, uh, it's his systematic theology book, That's a and on the cover it says a lifetime of work like no joke i mean that guy was just is brilliant oh yeah and so what he put together just incredible and it would have taken a lifetime every article that you read in there you think this is insane how much work this would be so um some are for that you know to get some work done and then others are for uh, as far as i can tell uh rest you know just hey you've been going at it for a while you you know it's been seven years or something like that that seems to be a number a lot of people use and so we want you to have an extended break Hmm. Uh, or um this is a reward so for jeff it was a reward he'd Hmm. never had an official sabbatical he'd taken vacations yeah right uh, has vacation time you know that we allot to him here and has had vacation time at other churches that he's served in um but had never had a sabbatical where there was a longer stretch Hmm. where he just did not need to report for duty and was not allowed to report for duty and just had to kind of get out of town for a stretch. So his was just a little over two months and was a total reward for 40 years of ministry and then also a little bit of a reward for the life stage that he's coming out of Hmm. because his... Last daughter recently got married and all his kids are moved out of the house. All four Crazy. of his daughters are married. Um, he's having grandkids, you know, all that. And so after his final child, you know, got married and moved out, it kind of felt like, hey, this is a, a new season for you that you're, uh, that you're leaving that season and also entering into a season of basically over the next five years winding down. His Mm full-time work here for and in this body of believers. So it was kind of like, this will be a good line of demarcation. Mm. You know, you're exiting one stage of life and you're entering into a new stage of life. But mostly it was just a reward for, hey man, thanks for serving the body of Christ for 40 years. Go take a break and just enjoy (laughs) your wife.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Absolutely.
0: Absolutely it'd be really cool to get him in here sometime to be able to talk about his experience with the sabbatical. Mm-hmm. But I thought it'd be cool. I mean, you wrote this whole article just kind of about things that you gleaned from him as he was reflecting on yeah. the sabbatical. And uh, so I thought it'd be kind of cool just to talk to you about it and kind of hear some, some of your personal reflections
1: ab- sure. about it. Sure. Yeah. What, what happened was we were having a little conference here with a group of 10 or so pastors and mm-hmm. their wives and i asked jeff to share about lessons that he'd learned on his okay. sabbatical. Yeah, yeah. So he put this list together and as he was sharing them, i just was writing them all down. Yeah. And then when they were when he was done, i asked him, i said, "Hey, can i can i write an article using your outline yeah. of the things that you learned and i'll flesh it out and add some commentary to it, but and he was like yeah sure you know so wow. i wrote this and then sent it to him and he he's he was like oh that's beautiful he captured it so yeah oh, it so was cool, neat man. to hear him share and actually it was fascinating because you know he shared it with this group of younger pastors you know younger yeah, than right. him mm-hmm. and it was pretty interesting what it did to the room you know just the mm-hmm. reaction because it was the pastors there with their wives so I think there were some things getting rearranged. It wasn't that everybody walked out of there and said, man, I need to take a sabbatical. Right. But some people did walk away saying, man, I need to take a more regular Sabbath. Hmm. And then it wasn't that everyone said, I need to take three months off. But some people said, I need to take three weeks off. Yeah. You know, so it was really neat. And I Mm. think especially the wives being there kind of like nudging their husbands a little bit, (laughs) you know, like dude, you are, you are working like a dog, yeah. you know, like, yeah, you need to pace yourself. You mm-hmm. know, and that was kind of a big part of it was pace yourself so you can get the work of the ministry, you know, done. That's
0: good, yeah. man. That's good. In the article, you talk about nine different lessons. I thought we could just for the sake of time, talk about three of them. But uh, for anybody listening, this is just kind of like a teaser. Get into that article. There's a lot of really good <laughs> yeah. stuff in here. Uh, let's start with this one you wrote about the value of doing things that you love doing things you love I and I really love that Jeff and Denise were intentional about getting outside mm-hmm. and enjoying nature together it, it was so fun hearing them talk about that I didn't realize how much of a love they had for the outdoors until this yeah trip but why, why do you think it's important for um, for us to do things that we love I, I guess like for Jeff and Denise why was it important that they would do something that they love rather than just like staying at home and hanging out on the couch, you know? Yeah. That'd be restful yeah. too. To it was some so, degree, but. it was
1: so cute when he was talking about this because, um, what he, what he said, because what, what they ended up doing for their sabbatical is they, and you know, there's no contact with anybody. Oh yeah. You know, right. I, I didn't even have a way to get a, hold a of different him. Phone, didn't yeah different phone. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like we took his phone from him. <laughs> so I didn't even have a way to get a hold yeah. of Yeah. Um, he sent me this like one like cryptic email in the middle of his sabbatical, you know, just saying, just checking in. We're having a That's great cool. time, you know, something like that. But, um, what he mentioned was he said that Denise is by upbringing kind of a country girl. Yeah. It's interesting. You know? Yeah. 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 And so, but he said, but their whole life, They've been living in cities, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. especially their time in uh, Florida. But, you know, and Monterey is no big city or anything like that. But they, you know, they live on a block totally. with neighbors to their cars all north around, and everything. south and, you know, cars all around. And so what they did is they went on the backside of the Sierras on into Nevada and they've gotten to some high elevation. They went to campgrounds and they were just very rustic. Mm-hmm. And he said it was just beautiful to watch his wife kind of come alive Mm. out in nature. That's good. You know, just hiking and just being outside and lighting a fire. You know, he said that every (laughs) night, you know, she'd be out there putting a fire together, you know, in the fire pit. And he just said, it was just crazy how much of a kick she got out (laughs) of that, you know. He said, I forgot how much she just enjoyed, you know, that Mm. side of life. And I think it just, so you're asking me, you know, what's, what's important? What, what is value, valuable about doing the things that you love? Well, you know, God has designed us all in a, in a different way, you know, and it's great for us to kind of live that out a little bit. I think what it does is it kind of just relaxes you, you Mm. know, relaxes you, you know, to just be out just doing something that you actually just enjoy because, I mean, so much of ministry and so much of life requires the discipline to do things that you don't enjoy doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, even for me, like I just mentioned, uh, I think, yeah, in this podcast, I mentioned that my favorite thing in ministry still is teaching the Bible. Right. But, you know, to like do the thing that I enjoy just even that there's a lot of things I have to do that I don't enjoy or don't always enjoy Mm -hmm. so do I always enjoy getting up early no (laughs) do I always enjoy reading and reading and reading and reading (laughs) and reading reading? no I don't always enjoy that there are times where it's not what I'm drawn to I wish I could just get up and just say something you know Mm. teach or something like that but in order to do the thing that I wanna do, you, you I have to do things I I sometimes would not prefer doing. Totally. So when you're out there doing the things you love, it's just like, man, this is all it's all good. <laughs> it's like yeah all just you know, there's nothing hard about this. This is not requiring discipline, hmm. you know, and, and that can be refreshing for a person oh, yeah. to in a safe and healthy kind of way get into. Hmm, that's so good i'm so glad that they could
0: get out and do that they really came alive showing those photos of being outside and everything just so good kind of along those lines this is really funny for me was talking about the need for adventure and like you said they got rustic out there and um i know jeff and denise they pulled out like the paper maps they yeah. made the phone calls to the hotel like day of or, like night of and uh, they're asking park rangers for directions and what spots to go to. I know for me, like, I can barely get out of the house for a trip if I don't have, like, my phone loaded and maps <laughs> right. just, like, going. I'm like, right. oh, man, like, what's going to happen? Or let's go hiking, but I need to get, like, my camera, my batteries all dialed in, the water bottle, everything, you know. And uh, I just thought it was so cool that they just said no to a lot of that and just said, we're just going to get out there and just go. Just have an adventure. Right. And, uh you know, kind of thinking about Jeff, I mean, he's a pastor, like you said, and he he does a lot of things that he obviously loves to do in ministry, but there are things that um I'm sure that he doesn't as, enjoy as much. But you have to break away from that a bit. And uh why why do you think that is important to incorporate adventure maybe into like a schedule that does require um like a lot of week to week repetitive kind of things. Yeah, I why is think, that restful for I him? think
1: part of the reason why adventure can be really helpful in a sabbatical or for someone who's a minister of the gospel or really in a lot of different lines of oh, work totally, totally, is that the weekly routines of ministry work um, that although they are exciting yeah because it's the greatest mission that you could ever be a part of the reality is that they can be monotonous hmm. uh, because yeah. I mean there's probably like six or seven subjects that I repetitively mm. give counsel about. There's probably six or seven sins that people confess and mm. and need to 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 be find strength to to overcome. Yeah. You know, there's just a lot that, you know, is repetitive, you know. Mm. Um the same things that you were doing 20 years ago. It might be a little different today the way that you're doing them, but you're still doing, you know, kind of the same things. And, um, you know, so I think just kind of that adventurous thing is really helpful in a sabbatical kind of sense. Because, I mean, honestly, I've known a lot of pastors who it feels like because they're week to week, stable ministry for the people of their church has started to be boring to them Mm. they have just crushed their whole schedule and their church with just over commitments to like the next new thing Mm. that kind of gets them excited again for the lord and for For ministry and i don't think that's healthy either. You know, I mean, everybody's different. You know, I'm not expecting that every pastor is going to want to do the thing that I do of like writing every day and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I'm sure to plenty of guys, that's super boring. Um, But I think that we do need to be on guard of Mm -hmm. creating adventures for ourselves that cost the church and cost us in ways that we're not really ready to pay Mm -hmm. for. Let's make sure we're being led by the Lord and not being led by just a kind of a sense of ambition or a Mm -hmm. sense of adventure. So this is like for for Jeff and Denise, and I think in a sabbatical, it's like a healthy sense of getting a little bit of adventure. I got to read the (laughs) quote because I wrote it down when Jeff said it and I put it in the article. He actually said, I love checking out strange motels <laughs> just to see what they're like. <laughs> thought, oh, wow. It's so incredible. <laughs> just like, have you ever heard of Yelp? You know, like that's a great, safe way yeah. to check out strange He's motels. It's to go to him. <laughs> It's to see what they're like. But he just got a kick out of that, so you bad. know, and they really would. They would, in their, you know, with their paper maps you know they'd see oh here looks like a little civilization is over here but you know 60 miles away let's like cruise over there and they found this they found this little dingy motel that they liked because uh the dining room that the free breakfast was served in opened up like the windows opened up to this incredible vista of the east side of the sierras and it was like a million dollar view in this shabby little hotel And they just loved that, you know. Yeah. So <clears throat> I think that's that's beautiful because uh, the way I wrote it here was perhaps a longtime local church pastor needs adventure more than the missionary does. Hmm. But this one stood out to me, you yeah, know. So crazy. like if you're a missionary, like your, your whole ministry kind of is more oh, adventurous. Yeah. yeah, And you're just always, you know, on the edge and trying things and stuff like that. And so some guys, you know, they wouldn't need an adventurous kind of uh, sabbatical, but mm-hmm. I think it was really fitting yeah. for Jeff and Denise. Oh, that's good, man. You
0: also talk about uh, the value of an appointment with God. And this was interesting to me as well, because I think that sometimes we can look at full time vocational ministry and, th- and just think that there are so many like over the top experiences with God throughout the day. And don't get me wrong, like there obviously are things that God does throughout the day within full-time ministry. He's always moving and doing something special. But in your article, you mentioned that God did do something very special in Jeff while he was away. Um, so I thought maybe you just kind of talk to us for a moment. What did God speak to Jeff during this time when he was away? And, um, and how does time away cultivate rich experiences with God? What's that whole dynamic like?
1: Riley, are you trying to say that? When you Uh-oh. are doing ministry work, Uh-oh. you aren't just constantly all What'd day long just <laughs> sensing the presence of the Lord and walking in the clouds mm. in glory mm. with I, Him.
0: I, I would say I have my hands raised, worshiping God at least sixty percent of the time, but not the whole time.
1: Only sixty percent. Yeah, there is something that on the wrong podcast. with you and your ministry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you you hit the nail on the head. You know, it's like they're. You're, you're, you're doing the Lord's work. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, trying to help people, trying to serve, but it is tiring and it is human. And yeah. We do have bodies we do have limitations. Our, our spirit and soul fatigues. So what Jeff explained was that he tried to really keep the pressure off of this idea that he was going to mm-hmm. get all these really big, deep insights from God. Hmm. And he just thought, I'm just going to stay in my word, just keep reading my Bible as I normally would, but I'm going to relax. That's what I'm here to do. I'm just going to relax, just kind of rest. And he said, you know, I wasn't trying to bring some kind of agenda to God, you know, that I need Mm -hmm. to hear about this or this or this. Although there were a couple of things that I asked him specifically, like, hey, you know, pray about this thing, pray about that thing. I wanted him to really consider and kind of, Think through his calling yeah. over the next six or seven years. Um, but one of the things he said was after, you know, five or six weeks being away, that yeah. there were a couple of times, whether it was through reading in the Gospel of John, mm-hmm. the end of John's Gospel, or going on a hike with Denise, there were a couple of times. Where he had this strong sense that the Lord was recalling him, hmm. reconfirming the mission in his life, and he really was sensing, God has asked me to do this until I die, to serve him until I die, wow. and that He wants me to gather young men and pour in to their lives, wow. so you know, that is greatly helpful to the church. That is greatly helpful to the church. That is the moment that made it financially worthwhile wow. for us to mm-hmm. do. I mean, it was already financially worthwhile even if all he had gotten was just rest. Yeah. Because rest. he was tired. You know, he he'd been working really hard for a, a long time. He was tired. So just for him to reset his body was gonna be if I could say it this way, financially prudent for us yeah. because we're, we get a stronger, healthier version of Jeff mm. in the years to come because he took that time. Yeah. But then it becomes even more worth it to have a guy who feels so strongly mm. that he's doing what God wants him to do and that he needs to do that for young people and disciple young men yeah. and really help build them up for him to, I can say that to him, hey, can you pour into young guys? But when he hears it from me, but then more importantly, senses it from God. Oh, it's next level. That's huge. Yeah, you know that just is worth its weight in in gold. So that was the real big moment, you know, for them. And and it was beautiful hearing him explain it to all of us pastors, you know, seated around that table. Mm. He just, he got choked up and he, he just said, you know, I, I felt and sensed God calling me Mm. to keep on
0: working for him. Wow. Wow. That's beautiful, man. Hey, to wrap this up, maybe we can kind of, kind of speak to the listener right now for a moment. I just like to ask you, do you think that it's kind of a two part question, but one is, do you think that everybody should take some kind of sabbatical during their life? And two, um, if not, how can we start to put some of these practices
1: or lessons into our daily lives? Sure. Yeah, those are great questions. And before I answer them, I wanted to uh, just double back and I want to highlight the very first lesson that Jeff learned because though I didn't say it this way in the article, Mm. when he shared it with us, he said, this first one was lesson number one, and all the others are Mm. like lesson number two. The first one was the most important one. And the first one was the value of completely unshared time with your spouse. Mm. That was the biggest thing for them. Wow. Because in pastoral work, You're sharing. You know, Denise is pretty involved Mm. in the church too. Oh, yeah, totally. He is sharing her with people, and she is sharing him with people. And it's not that they don't date each other, that they don't have a special relationship with Mm. each other. It's just that they have to share, you know. He's an important man in a lot of people's Mm. lives. And so she shares him with other people. And he said it was just huge for them. To have a couple of months where there was no sharing, Hmm. it was they only were there for each other, yeah, and that's that's really beautiful. So that leads right into your question, yeah, you know, should okay, so should everyone take a sabbatical? Well, I, I, you know, I can't, um, if if what you mean by the word should is is it biblically required, yeah, then I'd have to say no, I don't think. That it Mm -hmm. is, although I'm sure somebody could make some kind of case for that, because after all, there is a Sabbath system that is set up for the people of Israel in the Old Testament era. So if what you mean by should is it's biblically required, I'd say no. If what you mean by should is, is it advisable for people who want to make it for the long haul? Mm -hmm. I'd say, yeah, I think you probably should. Um, It just... I know for me, I mean, I have had a habit because years ago somebody told me when I first started as a senior pastor, Mm -hmm. they said to me, don't break up your vacation in a little teeny bits and chunks Mm -hmm. and little adventures here and there. Yeah, You can't do that because you're a pastor and you might wanna just go on little adventures here and there, but what you and your church needs Is for you to hit the reset button every year. Interesting. So take as long of a vacation as you are allowed to take in one big chunk.
0: Wow, interesting.
1: And so I've gotten, I've like come close to the three week mark each year for the last, you know, six or seven years, where what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to, because like they say, the first week you're disconnecting. Yeah. The second week you are beginning to kind of just, rest and and the third week you're really able to rest Mm. and you actually are beginning to look forward to returning that's good and that's in you know they say that in general and that's in general how it it usually works uh, for me so uh that's you know what i've done so that would be i think i would say like that to me is more than a vacation that's kind of like a mini sabbatical yeah so just with that experience i can say it's greatly beneficial it's really helpful uh, but i've never taken a fuller length you know month mm-hmm. to 3 month sabbatical uh, at least at this point in my ministry life maybe someday i will i i definitely hope to i think it's a great and a healthy kind of thing a good concept so uh you know should you i think yeah that's a great idea if you're wanting to make it 10 20 30 years yeah. even in The context or in the ministry uh, that you're in. But if you don't have that opportunity, Mm -hmm. is there anything that you can do? Well, like I said, you know, we have a seven day week. We don't have an eight day week. We don't have a six day week. We have a seven day week that has been given to us Mm -hmm. by God. God has authored that seven day week for all of humanity. I think I remember hearing that the French tried to do an (laughs) eight day week one time and it just didn't work, (laughs) you know? The reality is we're on a 7-day routine and system. And God way back in the at the original creation reserved that 7th day as a day of rest. Hmm. So I don't think that the New Testament church is beholden to some kind of strict sabbath hmm. system, but and I do also believe that Jesus Christ Himself is our Sabbath rest. Yeah, it's good. So much so that slaves and uh, those in poverty and those who are, you know, really hurting in human life can still somehow, even though they probably couldn't have a weekly day of Sabbath, they can have Sabbath in their hearts wow. and they yeah. can have rest with Jesus in their hearts. But that said, that doesn't negate the fact that having a day each week that you set aside Mm. to try to rest would not be beneficial. I think it would be. It's it's greatly important. So during those times that you're having a Sabbath, what do you do? Yeah. Um, Do you just try to memorize Bible verses all day long? (laughs) What do you do? Yeah. Well, for a lot of people, what they'll do is they'll go to church in the morning or at Mm -hmm. night, and then the rest of the day they try to rest. So during those times of rest sometimes you might want to go do something that's fun. Sometimes you might want to shut off all of your devices Mm -hmm. so that you can, if you're married, only be with your spouse. Sometimes you might want to take an adventure. Sometimes you might want to go see what a seedy hotel is like (laughs) to join Pastor Jeff on that kind of adventure. Sometimes you might want to be alone and have some mm. solitude. Sometimes you might want to speed up and do something really exciting and sometimes you might want to slow down and just mm. sit by a fire. So I think even in those 24-hour periods of time, we can get a little taste yeah, right. of the bigger lessons on that sabbatical that Jeff you know, talked about. So I think that there are ways, even if we don't, get a larger scale one to do a smaller one. I remember I've heard of a company who they're believers. It's not a ministry, but a company. And, and what they do for their company is every seven weeks, each employee gets a Sabbath. Hmm. Uh, and what they what they mean by that isn't that every seven weeks, they're off work. What it means is for six weeks, they do their regular job. And then the seventh week, is like a creation week. It's a time for them to just read or get into any muse that they're interested mm. in and they just kind of do that for wow. the week mm-hmm. and just get away from their regular routine, you know, for that they do the other, you know, yeah. 6 weeks. Obviously not everybody can do that, not every business or, you know, organization is set up in that kind of way. But that's just a an idea, you know. There's, I think, there's ways to break the rhythm that you're yes. in and get a little bit of rest, or, or you know, kind of a different flow and get some of these lessons that that uh, Jeff learned, you know, on sabbatical. So just got, it's an interesting conversation. It's an interesting uh, subject. Thanks for you know bringing it up and talking about it a little bit. And you know, if you're if you're a pastor. Uh, or a church leader who is responsible for encouraging your pastor in a certain direction, I think it is a good idea to have something set up where you do a sabbatical from time to time and and uh, encourage your pastor in that direction, whether it's a reward or a rest or a uh, research you know, kind of sabbatical. I think it's a great thing to encourage them in, and, and uh, I'll be... I'm praying for you that you'll, you know, have the courage to make that decision and and uh, really go for it. It's good for the church too, you know, because the church is not built on Jeff. Yep. The church is not built on Nate. You know, the church is built on the Lord. So it's helpful for us to kind of get that break as well.
0: Thanks for joining us today in this conversation. For more articles and resources from Pastor Nate, please go to nateholdridge.com and search the archives. All of his articles are there. And while you're online, please share an episode of this podcast with a friend. We would love to see this podcast get into as many hands and ears as possible. And as always, tune in next week for a brand new episode from this show. But until then, God bless you guys. We'll see you soon.